Welcome to the 1% Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays and tell exactly what I'm doing, make sure you join the Discord by clicking the link in the description below. What's up, guys? Back again with the 1P Club betting show with my man, Shay Handicapping. Hold the G. Light on the G. Uh, man, we have a big week. First off, uh, crushed last week as usual. It's just becoming a normal thing. I don't know what to tell you guys. You know, if you're not on the bandwagon. First off, if you're not in the Discord, shame on you. Because there's a lot more stuff that we talk about in there that's not on these videos. Second off, if you're not watching these videos, like, I, this is free money, you know? We don't make anything. We don't make anything to post these videos for you. We just enjoy uh, helping people make that money. So... In the Discord this week, we're going to have plays on BKFC, we're going to have plays on LFA, we're going to have plays on Bellator, and we're going to have plays on UFC. Today, right now, we're going to cover the UFC main card. First fight of the main card, Jack Della Maddalena versus Danny Roberts. Shay, you've been quiet. Kick us off. What do you got for this one? Absolutely nothing. Like, uh, this is a tough fight. I feel like the line is kind of fearing. we got a favorite to Jack Della. Um, Danny Roberts is a different look for him, though. I haven't... Watch the film for this fight. I kind of feel I was kind of leaning on you if you were going to break down the film. Outside of Danny Roberts presenting a grappling threat, I don't see how he wins this fight, to be honest. Um, but I did not watch the film, and I'm not sure if he does. But short of a grappling threat, I just don't see how he wins this fight. For me on this one, uh, the likely outcome is, listen, if you want to be a degen and you just want to post something, you know, Madalena by knockouts probably your play. I don't know what the line is on that. But Madalena at 450 just listen, I love this kid. I think he's fantastic. But this line just doesn't quite make sense to me and uh I know what you're going to say, well why don't you play the other side? It, it the reason why I'm not is because uh which by by the way, uh KO prop for Madalena is minus 175. You want to throw a little bit on that? Go for it. I'm going to pass. I'm going to tell you why. I think the line is too high on Madalena. I really do. But I also struggle to give a clear path to victory for Danny Roberts. I feel like the, the only way for him to win this fight is, is uh, by, by KO or maybe like a split decision. I, but even then, I just don't – the wrestling, I don't see him, you know, establishing three rounds worth of wrestling or two rounds worth of wrestling to, you know, to get a split. So – for me, it just I'm with you on this one, and and uh, I struggle because Madalena fought Angelusa, who I really like. He's out of that Sanford or Killcliffe gym or whatever it is called now. Um, but then I see Angelusa go to war with AJ Fletcher, which I also like AJ Fletcher as well. But dude, Danny Roberts is right in that. You know, like if you say, hey, Danny Danny Roberts is matched up with Angelusa, I'm like, you know, okay, whatever. Danny Roberts is matched up with. Uh, AJ Fletcher, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, we're not, I'm not going to see a plus 360 on that. You know what I mean? So I'm going to pass on this one. I'm with you. I think the line is too high on Madalena, but I struggle to see a path to victory for Danny Roberts. Whenever I see that, I try to, I try to pass on those. Um, did Jen play Madalena by knockout? You know, Roberts has been knocked out a couple times before. Madalena has some real power. If you're, if you're gun to my head, say, James, make a play. Madalena by knockout, minus 170, minus 175. That's going to be your play. Another interesting matchup, uh, Andre Filiao versus Muslim Stalikov. I'm going I'm to let you kick this one off because I'm going to be completely honest. These guys, they're the same guy to me. They're the same, they're the same guy to me, and uh, both of them have power. Both of them have high danger factor. 
and both of them are a little hittable at times. So I'm, I'm kind of actually, I'm kind of curious to see what you have to say about this one. I do not think they're similar, but I do think the line is kind of fair. I mean, Fialio is, he's as one dimensional as they come. Forward pressure, boxer, doesn't kick, doesn't wrestle, never ever moves his damn head. Um, he actually, he's one of those forward pressure counter strikers. Like he presses you, presses you, looks for you to throw something and then he counters. Um, he does have decent takedown defense, which to me, you know, would be the way I would try to approach this fight if I was Salikov. Salikov just is very low volume. You know, it's all ones and twos with the occasional crazy spinning kicks. Um, can he catch him um, with something crazy? Yeah. Can he take him down? Probably once or twice. His volume is low, though. Too low for me to play him. And Fial- he is getting older. And Fialio can absolutely catch him. Like, he-, he puts the pressure on him. He can catch him. He can get caught. And there could be a whole lot of nothing in this fight. To me, this line is very, again, another fight where the line is should be. This is a pick and fight to me. I have no play over here either. What's, uh, do you think there's value on a prop here? Like, I'm not sure what the, the inside the distance is, but that seems like it would be a fair, uh, both these guys are a little hittable at times. I'm not sure what the line on, on the inside the distance for this, or I'm sorry, fight not to go the distance is, but I gotta think that, uh, you know, this is gonna be a tough fight to go, go the distance, I think. Um, you know, it's, man, these guys are, these guys are hammers, you know, I, I, we just got a, a text in the chat, it's minus 170. I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching, right? Gun to my head. That's my, if you're saying, James, you've got to make a play here. doesn't go the distance. Minus 170. That's my play. What do you think of that? If I had to play, I'd probably take the uh, does not go the distance. I don't think there's much value there because I can also see this fight being a staring contest where there isn't much. In terms of Salikov, like I, I, I can see him just not doing much, of, not doing much at all. And Fialio is going to have to catch him to put him to sleep. Can he catch him? Yeah, of course. We saw Lee, Lee Jingliang catch him. But I don't know if I want to lay 170. It's going to be not to go distance or pass, but I'm not going to I'm not gonna play anything personally. I'm actually really excited about these next three fights because there's a lot to like, especially in this next one, and that is Chase Sherman versus uh, Waldo Cortez Acosta. Both have a common opponent, Jared Bandera. I believe both of them went the distance. Maybe, maybe Sherman finished him late. Sherman finished him late. It was late. Uh, late in the third. Acosta won a, I don't want to say a fairly decisive decision, but it, you know, I think there was a 30-27, 30-27, maybe a 29-28 in there, you know, but listen, the line for me, there's a couple of props in here that are just like, what? Like, I I can't believe this. Right now, the line sits at minus 180 for Acosta. The comeback's plus 155 here for uh, Chase Sherman. But looking at my notes right here, I can't believe this, but Acosta via decision is plus 550, plus 550. And Sherman, Sherman doesn't get knocked out very often. Like he is as durable in the striking department as they come. And we saw Acosta get a little tired in his last fight. You know, he's got a great jab, like he throws heat, but it's not like, he's not like a big volume guy. He's not like overly accurate. You know, he hits hits on the top of the head and stuff. Like, I I honestly I just don't I don't see this. I, I'm baffled by this line. And uh 
I think the fight to go the distance is also plus money as well. If you're telling me Acosta is going to win and you're also telling me Chase Sherman is as tough as shit, I got to think that this is probably going to go the distance. And and even if it's a coin flip, and we're talking about if you're saying Acosta is going to win, I mean, is he going to finish Sherman? I don't I don't know if I see that. But, you know, I looked the other day. We were talking about this. I saw plus five fifty for a Costa by decision. That's gonna be a. That's got to be a play. That's got to be a play, man. I, I I don't know what you think about that, but fight to go the distance and uh, a Costa by decision has got to be a play in my book. Well, let's see what we got over here with these two uh, opponents. Uh, Costa definitely has really good boxing. It, it's you know for a heavyweight, relatively new. He's he's he comes from a boxing background. He's got good boxing and just about nothing else. Um, he was exposed a little bit with the low kicks from uh, Vendera, and Chase Sherman actually has a decent low kick. So I do expect Sherman to break that out. I actually think this fight is going to look pretty similar to the la- this just a couple weeks ago when Acosta fought when Acosta fought uh, Vendera. It's hot, it's very light. It's very possible that Acosta wins a decision and plus five fifty. I got to play that as well. I also like the fight to go the distance at. It's better than plus 200. Um, I think there's a good chance it, it goes the distance. I don't see Sherman finishing him. Um, can Acosta knock him out? Yeah, absolutely. Do I think that that's a given? That that's, you know, can I see a fight where, just like the Vandera fight, where Acosta wins a decision? For sure. So to me, it's going to be um, quarter unit to go, to go the distance and quarter unit on Acosta via decision. Now, does Acosta have a legitimate, uh, it looks like he's never checked the leg in his life. Like, I don't think he knows what to do. But Sherman will probably expose that. Sherman, I will say this, Sherman is a little bit more hit up, is, I would say he's probably less durable than Mandera and probably a little more hittable up top. So can Acosta put him to sleep? Absolutely. But is there a chance Acosta wins a decision over here? I definitely can see that. To me, that's the most likely outcome. The, I, I mean, I, he can knock him out, absolutely. But if you're saying, hey, which is going to happen, Acosta knocks him out or, or the fight goes the distance, I like the fight to go the distance better. You know, Because if Sherman wins, I don't think, I don't think it's uh, – I, I don't think he's going to finish. Anyway, move on. Co-main event, Kennedy and Juku versus Ian Kudalaba. Uh, right now, Kennedy sitting at minus 170. Come back on Ian's uh, or Ian plus 145. What are your thoughts? Kutalaba's on my no bet list. Like it's it's tough to bet him because he's only got one good round on round in it. Like he's never shown me that he's got more than one good round in it. And in this fight, even in round one, I feel like this is anybody's fight. Like I feel like it's a pick and fight round one, and then after that, I don't think he wins another round. Uh, Kennedy does have some flaws. Like he's very skilled. He does not throw enough. He makes mistakes sometimes. He's very conservative, but he's huge. He's a huge man. I don't even know if Kitalaba's going to be able to take him down. Really good striker. Tremendous power. If Kitalaba doesn't finish him in round one, I do not see how he wins this fight. He will gas. He always does. And like I said, even in the round one, even in the first round, like, I don't think Kitalaba should be favored in round one. To me, this is, uh, I'm going to have a half unit on, to win on the Kennedy and Chukwu. Um, I think he gets it done over here. I, I don't see any other way to play it. I don't see any way how you can play Kutalaba. I understand he's plus money, but essentially you may as well just, if you like Kutalaba, you may as well just take him be a stoppage round one. I agree. I think that's the only way he wins is a stoppage in round one. Uh, Kennedy and Chukwu has shown in the past that he's, he's durable. He's tough to get out of there. 
he's long, man. He's super long, and he hits hard. He hits hard. He's got he's got some good striking. Uh, and listen, he's beat some. I mean, he's got a knockout win over Car- uh, Carlos Uber. Like you know, that's there's something there's some there's some value there. I mean, Carlos is a very fantastic kickboxer. But to me, there's a couple things to look at here. One is going to be uh, Kennedy by knockout. Like I just can't imagine a scenario where this fight goes the distance i mean i guess it's possible but it's not probable you know when i look at these things it's like is it possible yeah of course it's possible but i don't think it's probable right i think if if kudalaba doesn't get him out of there around one i think kennedy's gonna knock him out in two or three and the and the prop on that is uh plus 165 kennedy by knockout is plus 165 and i think if he wins this fight he's gonna finish i do think that and uh the the over under set at one and a half i believe and that's uh Minus 105 for over one and a half. So what's the line on the fight does not go the distance? It's minus two, minus 260, minus 260. That's a little, that's a little juiced for me. You know, I could see Kennedy cruising to a decision too after Kudalaba gets tired. You know, is it, is it, is it probable? Eh. I'm going to throw a little something on uh, Kennedy via knockout as well. You know, that plus 165, plus 170 range. I do feel like that's how he gets it done. I don't think this fight goes the distance. Um, To me, this is just. Kutalaba's got to get in on the legs and Chuku is good at defending the legs like he's got this he uses his he when it comes to long tall fighters like they're either easy to get in on the legs just uh, high basic gravity and it's easy to take them down or they actually use it well he's got like he'll, he'll use this split well and it's just tough to actually you know you gotta you gotta you gotta if you're gonna take him down it's gotta be singles you know it's tough to get around all the way around on the double I think Kutalaba's going to have a tough time get, taking him down, even round one. And outside of round one, I just I think it's going to be one-way traffic. I could not agree with you more, which brings us to the last fight of the night. Derek Lewis, Sergey Spivak. Uh, actually, I I was at the PI a couple weeks ago, and you know we talked about this. I, I watched Wei Lee train. She was fantastic, by the way. But I watched Spivak do a, a boxing session, and I got to be completely honest with you. I was very impressed with his... His boxing and hand speed, it looks like it has drastically, drastically improved, uh, especially his hand speed. Man, I was really impressed with how fast his hands were. I, 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 never, I never looked at him as a, a, a fighter with, with fast hands. You know, I never saw that in his fights, but I was very, very impressed with that. Now, dude, to me, you know, I was like, okay, what about what if we took Spivak money line and we go Derek Lewis by knockout? But the problem is, is there's only like a 15 point difference between Lewis money line and, and Lewis by knockout. So it doesn't make any sense to hedge for me. I see Spivak winning every second of this fight until he's not, you know, uh, but I'm going to, I'm willing to take that risk. I, I, for me, Spivak has already fought this guy once before and tied to Ivasa, fought him and Greg Hardy. You know, he, he's dealt with the big powerful guys that can get you out of there. And one, I'm very impressed with Spivak's, uh, his wrestling from the body. He's very impressive with the trips. And I think he's got the wrestling grappling style to give Derek Lewis absolute fits. Um, I don't see this fight going the distance either way. I think Spivak is a far better fighter everywhere. If Lewis wins this fight, it's going to be my knockout, but it's not, I'm not willing to, to, to just cheat the extra 15 points. You know, I don't think it's worth it. So for me, I'm going to take the risk and uh, I'm going to, my, my, my play right here is going to be uh, Spivak. This uh, money line, uh, I think the over-under here is set at one and a half. I'm not sure what the line is on that, but if you're thinking Spivak's going to win, I do think it's going to take a couple rounds to, to wear uh, Lewis down. So if you like Spivak in this fight, 
that over over one and a half is a, is a nice play as well. And I think that's uh, sitting at like almost pick them 115 right now ish. If I remember correctly, minus 115. That's that's a play that I'm looking at as well. So uh, I like Spivak a lot, man. I, I think he's extremely underrated. I think he's going to dominate this fight. I do. And I think he's going to win every second of this fight. Dot, dot, dot. If he doesn't, it's going to be, you know, one and done. I mean, listen, let's be honest. The secret is kind of, it's getting out there. And, you know, I we faded Lewis heavy the last couple of fights. And we were still getting good prices doing it. Suddenly, Spivak is a sizable favorite. You know, he's like minus 185 now. And that's, it's getting to where the easy money fading Lewis is, you're starting to pay a premium. And the problem with guys like Derek Lewis is once the secret is out and the line starts going high enough, Lewis can finish any fight at any time. So short of him fighting someone that is can, that's just nearly impossible to hit like a Cyril Gaon, he always is going to have that danger factor. And while Spivak is fast, and I love Spivak, he does stand kind of square. He does strike. His striking isn't – he's an in-the-pocket striker. Like, there's definitely opportunities for Lewis to catch it. With that said, this line is still too low. Like, I'm still going to play Spivak for half a unit over here straight up, simply because Lewis is terrible and Spivak is pretty good. With that said, there are a couple of differences in this matchup than the other matchups. Number one, in Lewis's favor, you mentioned Tai Tivasa and uh, Greg Hardy. What Lewis does better than both of those guys is getting back up. He's very explosive. He does have a very explosive get-up. So I do think that Lewis can... Like, when, once Greg Hardy was taken down, it was just it was just white belt stuff. Like, it was an easy finish for Spivak. I think Lewis is going to be able to, at least early on, is going to be able to muscle himself up a couple of times. The second thing that Spivak has going, going on in his favor is that unlike other fighters, even if Lewis does catch him, if he catches him clean and just knocks him out one punch, you know, like Curtis Blade style, yeah. But I feel like if Lewis does hurt him, Spivak is going to be able to fit in and take him down unless he's absolutely knocked out cold on the feet. Which is why, for the fact that Lewis can get up once he's taken down and Spivak can level change once he's hurt. So there is a chance to me that we actually do see a decision. With that said, I'm going to sprinkle in as well Spivak to win via decision at plus 800. Now, do I think Spivak wins a decision? No. Do I think the fight goes the distance? No. My, if I had to pick, the most likely outcome to me is Spivak via KOTKO, where he just takes him down and pounds him out. But if this fight does go the distance, and that's about plus 450, I just don't see any way how Derek Lewis wins a decision over here. So instead okay. of taking plus 450, I'm just taking a plus 450 bet, which I feel like the odds are right around fear. I think it should be a plus 450 for the fight to go the distance. But I'm just going to take that plus 450 and turn it into plus 800 because there's just no way Derek Lewis wins a decision in my book. And there are the factors of the fight going longer, the two factors I just mentioned. If Lewis catches him, there's a chance Spivak prolongs the fight by finding a takedown. And if Spivak does take him down round one, especially when Lewis is fresh, I think Lewis is going to be able to get up a couple of times and not just, you know, be Greg Hardy and just, hey, hit me, hit me, and the fight is over. Now, Lewis has, for all I know, Lewis is, you know, is cashing it in. You know, he just doesn't, if he gets taken down, he's just like, all right, just let's end this thing. But there is a chance it goes the distance. And if it does go the distance, which I think it does happen about 20 to 25% at a time, I do think it's going to be a specific decision. I don't see any other way. 
So instead of playing this fight where you're taking Spivak money line and Lewis via knockout, where there's just, like you said, 10, 15 cents in between, it's just insane. You can't play that. I'm going to take, I'm going to double my odds, which essentially we're looking at the same things. We think Spivak wins or Lewis finds a knockout. Instead of being left with 15 cents in the middle, I'm going to double my bet. Instead of a plus 450, I'm going to get a plus 800. Pretty much trying to factor in the same scenarios if we would have taken the initial bet. So instead, I'm just going to take Spivak straight up, and I'm going to have a little something. I'm going to have another core unit on Spivak to win be a decision, simply because there's just too much value there. I'm turning that plus 450 into plus 800. Jay, thanks for coming on. Appreciate your time as usual. Great show. Awesome insight. We love you for it, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.